0: Hey, I'm Corey from Crimson Shadows, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Brutally Delicious!
1: Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. And I'm
2: Chris from Canada. Eh? Hey. And I'm Dale from the Midwest.
1: <laughs> and it's funny that you're from Canada because we have a Canadian band on with us today. We've got Crimson Shadows. Ah. To good, north to the border. So Good old Canadian kids. Yeah, this is a pretty heavy band. I kind of dig them. I know Dale was digging them. He was talking about them earlier. So Oh,
2: hell yeah.
1: We're got, we've got Corey. We're going to go ahead and get him on the line and see where we end up. So, Corey. Hey, how are you? Hey, Corey. Bruce Moore here. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, man. There's my partner Chris. Oh, you got your video on? I'll turn my video on. There now we go. I I'm now rocking. I get to see two yeah, Canadians. Yeah. Hey. Hey. hey, hey, how's it going? Good man. We've, How also are you? Got, we've also got one of our listeners with us today, uh, Dale. Dale, say hi.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm I guess the two Americans don't have video. No, they don't really know. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the rest of the country, they don't really know what they're doing.
1: Hey! Nice. <laughs> nice. I,
2: I live here, so I shouldn't say that
1: <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. a defector, so he's
0: not really I'm, a defa- honest,
2: I'm an expat, yeah So, oh, man. where are you located?
0: Uh, I'm, right now, I'm in uh, Mississauga, just outside Toronto
2: Cool, cool I was yeah, reading the bio, yeah, and it says where the mountains meet the sea And I was like, oh, they're from Vancouver And then I was like, oh, no, it says they're from Toronto So I was like, I don't know where you're from <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, like uh, a couple of our members live downtown Toronto. I actually live like uh, about 45 minutes north in Caledon, uh, yeah. like in the middle of farm fields and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where our kind of home base is, our, our studio and jam space and all that. How are you coping these days? You staying safe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, work in AV, so uh, that kind of got shut down about two and a half, three weeks ago. And I uh, managed to pick up some other work uh, in a warehouse. Just uh, with one of my old jobs, they needed some help. So at least I'm still I'm still working and, and surviving right now. Yeah, could use a couple weeks off to finish all our pre production, but <laughs> right. But now I got to pay the bills. Uh, probably within the next week or so, I'll be out of work. So uh, more time to do music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, we always got to look at with the silver lining, right? Yeah, Positive spin.
1: <laughs> so let's uh, we'll, we'll just jump right in. So your new record is going to be out on Napalm. Is it out already or is it coming out shortly?
0: Uh, well, we just released uh, an EP called okay. The Resurrection. Uh, it right. came out on March 13th. Okay, so uh, just about a week ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday passed, so like about a week and a half ago. Uh, now- so we just released that on Napalm. And uh, we are preparing to hit the studio to release our next full-length. Uh, so we, we, it's been written for a little bit. We're just kind of fine-tuning the lyrics. We had um, a different vocalist in, Paul Blaze from Blackguard. Uh, oh, yeah, I, know Paul. I know Paul very well. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good friend of ours. And when um, Jimmy kind of stepped down uh, in 2015, early 2016... Paul stepped in. We uh, had some shows with him, started writing the record. So Paul wrote about, I'd say about 70% of the lyrics. Um, And then we're kind of just finishing up the the remainder of that and re-recording, redoing the pre-production for Jimmy's vocals uh, as Jimmy returned to the band. Um, We got to a point where our lives, like we're all in our... Uh, early mid thirties and like he wanted to get married and the tour life was just taking a toll on his personal life a little too sure. much. Uh, so yeah. And at the time we weren't making very much money on the road. We were coming home broke. And I know that after our last tour, the only sea is 2015. I probably spent like six months catching up on visa bills and, and phone bills and had my phone cut off for a little bit and you know, so it it got very strenuous but now we're all kind of in a good place and comfortable um so we can continue and get this new record out Uh, we actually had a meeting not long ago about it and this new material i'm just so passionate about and i love the way that we went about writing it and kind of gets back to our older style of things but still i don't know if you know much of our, our first record um Glory on the battlefield, but it it is more that Dragon Force uh kind of esque, like extended solos and uh, pretty like chaotic compared to uh our 2014 album, uh, which I won't say that we were rushed to write, uh, but we did have some deadlines uh that napalm put on us as a new signing band. Uh so we kind of just Like went with stuff that was, uh, I wouldn't say more simple, but uh, a lot more just like structured. Uh, So we wanted to get out of that and write something that was a little more complex and um, maybe not as easy to digest, but something that will give our musician listeners a little more to, to think about and be able to hold on to. So here's a question. How does a Canadian metal band grab
2: the attention of Napalm?
0: Uh, Well, we were part of the Vaucon Metal Battle Canada. Ah. Uh, uh, So we we did that. We won the Canadian one and we went to Valken. And uh, I guess we impressed the people over there. And we ended up taking first place um, in the Valken Battle uh, internationally. Uh, so that caught uh, the eye of a lot of uh, European labels. Um, right. right after we got home, we knew uh, part of the prize was there'd be uh, a record contract from um, nuclear blast on the table. Yeah. So we started talks with that, but um, we actually flew from Valken out to Winnipeg and started a Canadian tour. So we hit the road as soon as we were done Valken. Uh When we, Knew we were playing. We had to cancel the first, I think, four or five dates of our tour. Uh, the band we were touring with uh, met us in uh, Winnipeg and picked us up from the airport. We were on the road for about three weeks after that. So While we were on the road, I'm trying to figure out logistics and, and, and everything like that and got in touch with um, our previous manager, uh, Velda, who was uh, managing... Battlecross at the time and I believe oh, yeah. she still does. Um so I was good friends with the Battlecross guys and I got in touch with her. We had talks about me playing drums for Battlecross a little bit loosely so uh we had already a conversation, got her involved and she kind of um instead of just like signing with Nuclear Blast right away, we kind of looked at our options she was very passionate about the music, saw something great happening. And, uh, so she got in touch with Napalm and several other labels. Um, when eventually, uh, nuclear blast, we, we decided not to go with, um, and they weren't really budging on any of our, um, like coordinating with us in, in a way that we felt was going to benefit the band, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as a young independent band as we were, we wanted a label that was going to push us and and really want to work with us and give us a maybe slightly better deal than um, what Nuclear Blast was offering. So we kind of, we decided to go with Napalm in the end. They're uh, very passionate about the music from the beginning. Uh, We've loved working with our A rep, Sebastian. He's been great. And even after all these years of, kind of radio silence from us because um, it's been several years since we've released anything. Uh, he was still very excited to put out our last EP, The Resurrection. Uh, and now we're going to start talks about the full length and, and how we're going to go about that. Nice. So that's that's kind of the rundown of the whole situation. <laughs> it was a very strange time for us. Um, finally, like we were banned for, I think, eight, Or nine years at that point so finally having some um label uh contracts on the table were kind of you know we 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 knew what we wanted but at the same time it was very very stressful and trying to tour at the same time and we're writing new material and it's just um i'm glad that it, it all kind of worked out the way it did but uh yeah that's kind of how we got connected with napalm was through uh our manager Velda.
1: so we do, we do a lot of work with those guys and they've always been uh i know they're really passionate you mentioned that but they've always been pretty uh straightforward and legit i think they have some great
0: acts on their on their lineup so that's great oh absolutely yeah it's just filled with amazing bands that i grew up listening to and like being on the same label as a band like hammerfall yeah uh it's just like a massive influence to all of us in the beginning and continues to be like all their latest records have been phenomenal. So just like, and like the list goes on with the amount of bands that they have on there. So including uh, these guys, Unleash the Archers right there. Oh, Good friends of ours. And yeah, I can't believe it took uh, them as long as it did to get signed. But I know that they, they were battling hard and didn't want to take a deal that they weren't really happy with. So they they, they, they
2: they tour their asses off that band. They tour yep, nonstop. Yep. It's crazy.
0: And it was from the beginning, uh, the first time they ever toured across Canada. We played with them in Toronto. Oh, cool! Uh, and I some somewhere I have some footage of that. I'm gonna try to find it and get it online of their first Toronto gig. But uh, their drummer actually broke his back in a car accident a couple weeks before <laughs> that tour started. And they still they found a fill in and they did it like all the way from Vancouver across Canada and back and like from that moment uh, playing with them we we've been close friends and every time they come around we do a couple shows and like we are supposed to play with them um, on the uh, March 16th at the Opera's in Toronto but mm-hmm. they uh, had to cancel the Dragon Force tour they on and yeah the whole shit storm that ensued oh, yeah. after
1: that yeah I mean. You know? They've been around for a while, right? Because they were in my cookbook like 10 years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was uh, 2011 we uh, first played with them, I want to say. 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. And they were banned probably for at least like two or three years before that. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's been over a decade.
2: Yeah, nice. when, I, when I lived in Vancouver, I remember when they started playing and people were like, oh my god, this band is killer. You know? it's
0: amazing. Yeah. yeah, oh, they're great. And even through all the, the member changes, like they've only strengthened as a band. So yeah. like they're, they're just phenomenal. I can't wait to hear their new record. So
2: um, are you guys recording your own record? Or are you going to a studio, working with a producer? How's that working?
0: Uh, we're going to try to do things as efficiently as possible, uh, with our own work schedules. Um, so we all kind of have little studio setups at home. Uh, myself and, uh, my brother Ryan who's a guitar player. Uh, so like we're going to try to record, uh, as much of it, uh, especially like the stringed instruments, the guitars and, and bass, will all be done in his studio and then we'll probably just like go to a, a proper studio to uh, reamp everything to get the tones that we want. Yeah. Um, we've never really, like I'd really like to work with a producer on it. Um, but financially it just, uh, I don't think it's going to work for this record. Yeah. Um, and since every, everything's done and we're, we're pretty happy with it. Like we, every week we kind of come up with slightly new mixes and stuff. So r- before we hit the studio, we're going to actually sit down and kind of solidify everything yeah, we're yeah. doing. It what, seems like there's new ideas popping up all the time. Um, what are you guys that, doing for like, drums? So,
2: are you recording real drums or are you using like an E-kit? How are you approaching that?
0: No, we, we will record real drums. Uh, our new bass player, Alex Snape, is uh, actually a recording engineer. He runs his own studio. Um, I have the space in my house um so we're kind of renovating that at the moment uh and probably going to do record all the drums there nice um yeah we've looked at a couple different producers and we've been in talks with uh, a couple different guys one being christian donaldson at the grid studios in montreal he's done some phenomenal more more death metal stuff but um, over the last couple of years, we've talked to him. He's like, I really want to do something more power metal. So, kind of like elaborate on his uh, it, it, what he's accomplished. So, uh, we're gonna continue talks with that in the coming weeks, and and hopefully get that set in stone. Because I'd love to work with him. He's yeah. uh, he's incredible. And kind of put most of our money into the the mixing um, stages since like nowadays home studios, you can get the quality you need um, uh, out of that as long as the performance is there. Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, vocals, uh, we have a couple different small studios that we have in mind to do that. So we're kind of like piecing it all together in different places uh, to see what works logistically and financially for us uh, so that we're not absolutely crippled as a band uh, once this thing's actually out and we can. Do some touring and festivals and stuff like that. So
2: nice, nice.
0: What
1: kind of uh, what kind of touring plans you have uh, in in preparation or actually not preparation? What kind of touring plans you have in support of the record? Sorry, I'm
0: fucked up. Well, right right now we're really just focusing on getting the record done out. There's a lot that goes into it as far as like artwork and and merch and everything like that, and really trying to work with Napalm on some um PR ideas and marketing uh mm-hmm. that way. Um so that's our main focus right now. It probably won't be out until closer to the end of the year, we're hoping. Okay. So um once we get the finished uh once we get into the studio at the very least, then we're gonna start talks on on touring and and what we physically can do. Uh, right with all the members uh, and everything like that like we're definitely we love to play uh festivals and everything it it, for one it doesn't take a whole lot of time out of our schedule uh we're able to work our regular jobs uh and and still pay our bills that way um but as far as like full tours it's uh we're we'd be looking at something that is More on the bigger scale, if we're going to do anything. I don't think that we're really going to do those independent tours, headlining, or anything like that. Um, But, you know, if Dragon Force calls up and is like, hey, we want you to support us, like, we're not going to. That's a no brainer. Right. (laughs) You know, yeah. We've been friends with those guys. They kind of like were the kickstart to this whole band. I think it was before we even started the band, um, myself, my brother, and our other guitar player, Greg we in one project um, in the Brampton scene, uh, which is no longer exists. But uh, and then our vocalist Jimmy was playing in a different band that we were all friends. So me, Ryan, and Jimmy uh, drove to Quebec City to see Dragon Force's first North American show with Camelot um, at the mm-hmm. Capitale, I believe. And we ended up hanging out with. Sam and uh, ZP and a lot of the guys Fred from Dragon Force that night we've been buddies ever since and then that's when I think it was on the way home from that show that long drive from Quebec City that we kind of decided like alright we're going to take Jimmy's death metal vocals and then write some extreme power metal over it nice. so yeah they, they were a massive influence on us hence why our new EP has a uh, a cover of Blackfire, which was, at that time, the the song they always opened with. I think there was like four or five tours we saw them on. They would always open with Blackfire. We knew exactly what was coming until um, I think it was like two or three albums later, Ultra Beatdown, then they kind of started switching things up. But that was that song always like kind of stuck with us, which is why we decided to do a cover of it.
1: Gotcha. All right, so I've got one more, and then I'll let Dale ask a couple. But um, nowadays, with all this craziness going on outside, are you having to rethink how you interact with your fans and how you how you do things? Or I know a lot of bands are doing like live streams and all these different kinds of things to interact with. You guys have any kind of plan, or have you given it any thought yet?
0: We've definitely given it a lot of thought. Um, we were actually planning on doing some live streaming uh, even before all this came down. Uh, like uh, about doing something to interact with our fan base that wasn't necessarily doing live shows. Cause that's only really getting to a certain amount of our fans, like in that one city. And since we don't really have a whole lot of time uh, to be touring all over the place, we can do a live stream and get to fans all over the world. So we already had that uh, mindset to do that. And then with this happening, we really wanted to make something happen, so uh, I'm in. I'm in talks with a couple of different guys because we want to do it in a way that is professional. We don't want to just set up our cell phone in our jam space <laughs> and everything's distorted. And yeah, so uh, we. I know there's a couple venues. Um, I know there's one in Ottawa at least, uh, and I'm hoping more in Toronto start to do it. That uh, you can go in and. Uh, with a, a, a small film crew and run all the audio through the venue's website. Uh, I know the uh, Brass Monkey in Ottawa has done that for a few bands where they have their website all set up and everything set up on their end for live streaming. So the band, is it's just so easy. You just have to come in, set up, and play your set and everything gotcha. and then they take care of all the back end because there's a lot that goes into it to get... Uh, it functioning properly so um, we're, we're kind of working on that uh, to try to get something going uh, and hopefully in the coming weeks we we, we come up with something that's going to work uh, for all of us really right now it, it's even scary just getting together to have a rehearsal because <laughs> <laughs> we're all supposed to stay at home so I, I just I don't know if that's uh, how viable it's going to be quickly or if we might have to wait until this is all kind of cleared up to, to do something. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We're going to have some talks, uh, in the next day or so about what we're going to do moving forward. So with yeah, that, crazy,
2: t- right? Like you got to stay two meters apart for, for, yeah. you, for you Yankees. That's just over two yards.
1: Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> just an American show. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. What do you got?
2: Dale? I don't think Dale's here.
1: Dale disappeared.
2: Oh, yeah. Dale's gone. That's, That's okay. Dale is gone. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, I, I don't Chris, have, you got anything
2: else? I don't know, but it's nice to hear a nice, friendly Canadian voice down here. And stay safe oh, yeah. up there, man.
0: <laughs> All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the
2: Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network.